Oh no, where we stand. Only the real fans know that we almost called it the poop cast. <laughs> and by real fans, I mean you and I. Because <laughs> we've never told anybody. <laughs> Which would have appealed to a certain level of listener, would have alienated many others, namely my grandma. <laughs> To opinions that no one asked for, or Otnof, or the Nof. My name is Jordan, and I'm McKay, and this is a show where two guys sit down and give their opinions on basically anything, from the Log Lady to the Loch Ness monster to sign twirling techniques. This is a podcast where literally anything can happen. Anything could happen, <laughs> especially mentions of the Log Lady, which I have no idea what Jordan's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, how are yeah, you today? It's good to be back. We haven't recorded in we person back? together for like a month, so it's nice. No more uh, laggy FaceTime calls. Mm, it was it's good. good. It was fun. It was a new experience. But how was your break, though? How was it? To it's been do good. Things? I mean, yesterday was my day of birth. I was literally born yesterday. Thank you. Thank Congrats. You. I'm 26 hours old. <laughs> I am a baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good birthday. I mean, I haven't been able to spend a birthday with my parents in my ancestral home of Gilbert, Arizona. And by ancestral, I mean for the past 10 years. Since, like, high school. So that's what, in 18 years because I'm a baby? <laughs> Just kidding. But, yeah, it's, it was way fun. It's good to spend time with your family. Yeah, it was good. Played more pickleball, of course. I'm contractually obligated to. Dang. So, so gangster. Ate you. some ice cream cake. I ate, ice cream cake. Ate sushi. Oh yeah, ice cream cake's always the move. Is that like ice cream embedded in the cake? It's basically just a big pile of ice cream shaped like a cake. Oh, that makes it sound really weird. Actually, you just get him. A, we just get him a Dairy Queen. Usually, it's basically okay. just a cake, but there's no bread in it. It's all ice cream. Got it. I just haven't had either in a while, so I, uh, I can't remember yeah, it. But I can't. Rip like, in peace. Sorry about it. Hey, it's okay. Did you get any cool toys? I have some new shoes. I've never had... Monarchs? No. Dang it. Actually, unfortunately. Why did you even bring it up then? Yeah, that's true. I haven't bought myself, like, casual Nike shoes in probably a decade. Okay. Um, I just end up buying running shoes or, like, Vans and then just wearing them out. So, yeah, it was cool. I had some, some Joyride CCs. Ooh. I'm psyched about them. Very comfortable. I feel very cushy. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I finally, I finally understand the the vine from like 2012 where the guy buys Jordans and he like puts a paper towel down before each step so he doesn't <laughs> get the bottom of his shoes dirty. Oh, because it's like see through, right? See through the beads. Yeah, yeah. and and my it's like an off white color. It's not off white, but it's off white color. In quotes. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like the whitest shoes I've ever had. So it makes me nervous Dang. in the snowy winter. Best of luck. Yeah. Oh well, they'll probably be wrecked in like a week. Oh, but. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Did you dominate the ping pong or the pickleball course? No, actually, surprise, what? surprise, my little brother kicked. No, dude, he's so good. Why is he better than you at everything? <laughs> he's a gifted guy. He's been doing tennis lessons with my dad. Uh, a few times a year wow. my dad's really into tennis and my little brother and my dad are the two boys left at home so they do a lot together so so he's way good at tennis and he's 12 years old Dang. yeah he wrecks so Dang. i eventually convinced them to do a rotation where i get to be on his team half the time <laughs> so he and i did really well but i feel like i'm pretty good but not i don't have like the racket skill background okay. racket sports okay. that sort of thing yeah 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 so i had my fair share of losses most of them were losses actually <laughs> 
<laughs> we appreciate your honesty. Yeah, yeah, it was good though. Well, happy birthday! I'm so I'm so Thank glad you. that you're a year older. The big the big O they call it. That's how old I am. <laughs> because I'm a day old. <laughs> Joke gets funnier every it's, time. It's the Kobe year. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe year. year? Mm-hmm. Did Kobe get drafted when he was zero years old? No, his number is twenty-four. Oh, I am twenty-four. That's true. <laughs> Kobe That's year. true. Happy yeah, how birthday. have you been? I've been good. I haven't um, seen you in like a hundred years. I know it's been so long. I missed you. Stop. <laughs> I'm so tired from oh, traveling weird. a couple of days ago because it took forever to get back to. Yeah. This so what location. happened? Why did? So you normally your family is Sacramento area. It takes you like an hour and a half, right, from Sacramento yeah, to, to like Provo. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I couldn't get a direct flight for this day. And so Good. my flight went from Sacramento. I thought it went like from Sacramento to Vegas to Utah. Okay. But it went from Sacramento to LA to Vegas and then to Salt Lake. That totally makes sense. Yeah. I so totally understand why they It was that. a blast. And I had to get there. We like boarded at like 630 in the morning. So, uh. I love that. I mean, it's really not that it's, bad, but like. I know that sucks so bad. Three flights. <laughs> I don't know, just like the emotional labor of getting off of a flight and going through the airport and finding a new thing and checked in and whatever. Yeah, thanks for validating my feelings. I'm still trying to work through it myself, but. Yeah. We'll, we'll get through it. It's not, it's sunny right now. So I'm. Okay. Pretty happy about that. There's no snow on the ground. Okay, but we. So when we left Utah a weekend, a day ago. It was pretty clear skies. It was pretty pretty. Here we pretty, go. Talking pretty, about pretty. the weather again. <laughs> yeah, because we landed today. I got in at like 10 a.m. And it, I, you could not see more than 400 yards. The inversion here is garbage. It's like living in Shanghai. Like, wow. Like, it's so bad. Are you do disagree? Like, I couldn't see the mountains, which we live yeah, along yeah, yeah. a mountain range, which is always no more than like a mile away. It's kind of a, I don't know, an anchor point in your field of vision at any point when you're outside, true, I guess. True. And I, we couldn't see them. It felt weird. I was drift at sea i felt like i was lost it's like i was at a place that didn't have mountains <laughs> yeah i guess that's true do the mountains make you feel claustrophobic at all um like to a degree it makes i don't know like to the point of claustrophobia but it does make the world feel small right like it, it almost adds a perimeter to the world you know and obviously that's not true you just drive north or south and you're past them but <laughs> It is weird. I don't know. Yeah. I've been like transitioning back to Utah. Yeah. It's just like detoxing from California. <laughs> the California high. California is beautiful. But it's like, it just felt very open where I'm at. We yeah. have like Sierra's like close to us and everything, but the mountains are just right there in front of us. Right. Where we and so it's kind of like all encompassing and they're just there. So I'm trying to get used to it again, but it's been fine. But yeah, I went skiing the other day for the first time that was really fun it's so oh, really? much more that was your first time first time skiing okay you snowboarded before. yeah okay what it's do you think so of much skiing? more how does it compare convenient that's what, it, that's what it seems like because <laughs> yeah. you don't have to like unclip and then clip back in you're just after. standing up all day yeah yeah just like for that alone it was so nice yeah well i picked it up pretty quickly yeah i would imagine you i, you I would, would say it's a lot easier than snowboarding because I had a season pass a couple years ago, so that was most of my snowboarding in my life was that one winter. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, hugely overweight, but I'm not in good shape right now. Like, I just get gassed doing small things. I don't know. Not that small. That sounds awful. It sounds like I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, when I climb a big staircase, I'm, I'm breathing harder than I used to. And I also have diabetes. <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> but by the end of the day, I was more tired from sitting down and standing up from mm, the snowboard and yeah, clipping yeah, yeah. and clipping than I was from the actual snowboarding itself. Mm. Like, it's just so exhausting to me to sit down and, like, clip in and, like, do my nasty <laughs> body roll to get back up on the board, especially if you're not on a steep enough downhill where uh-huh. it's easy to get, like, stand up. Yeah, if you, like, ride to the, like, the edge. Yeah. Or, uh, or the easier way if you're on like a really flat spot is to flip over so you're in your belly and then stand up yeah but you look like a complete idiot <laughs> and it's exhausting but it's easier but yeah it's like i i was always so jealous of the skiers because they're just standing there like hey you ready to go you ready to go yeah like, no leave no, me alone yeah so i went with my buddy logan and he was really good bless his heart I, he's like he's a sweet spirit I'm like, hey you can like go on like a hard run like it's yeah, okay yeah so he went and I like went down a blue okay like, for my first blue and it was like the hardest blue there and, like, okay I like, pulled up and it was super steep <laughs> this was like my second run down second or third yeah and I was like crap so I just went for it and then my ski flew off oh no and like it was like super slanted yeah and so i couldn't get it flat to get back in right and these like older gentlemen shout out old guys they're like super kind like helping me out but i'm like i can't like stand up i can't balance because it's so slanted yeah and, like, i'm just gonna take out the other one i had to hike back up and I had to go back down again <laughs> oh man it was fun i got better and it was really fun so it was a good time so yeah skiing is cool snowboarding is also cool i'll probably try to go snowboarding yeah. at some point hopefully I, f- I feel like skiing this is also speculation because i also have only snowboarded i feel like skiing you it's easier to do harder runs is that true because i feel like yeah. on a black diamond it just doesn't look fun to snowboard because you don't get to do the whole lazy z's that skiers do you can on a snowboard but it's not very fun yeah snowboarding is fun when you're going straight down the mountain <laughs> Which is terrifying on a diamond so or scary. moguls or BS like that. Like, you'll die on a snowboard. Bombing, I get scared going fast snowboarding. Yeah, Because it's, it's like, you can catch an edge so easily. I know. And if you do, it hurts That's why I so like, bad. like, medium blues are, like, my cap on snowboarding. Because yeah. it's fun. I can bomb, but I'm not worried. I'm going to wipe out. I do wipe out plenty, and they suck. But it's like, I don't think I'm going to die, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, skiing, I felt, like, a lot more secure. I didn't, yeah. like, send it at all. I was, like, trying to be safe because I didn't want to go through it again. But, yeah. like, if you fall, I mainly just, like, fell to my side. Like, right. it wasn't bad at yeah. all. You're not going, like, you're not having your toe edge catch and just slamming, slamming down yeah. on your knees and your face so like, like snowboarding like, snowboarding, does. snowboarding The snowboarding bits suck. Every time, yeah, you just smash into the ground. It hurts so yeah. bad. And then you just end up sliding either face down or, like, butt down <laughs> with your pants piling full of snow <laughs> for like the rest of the downhill because you can't yeah, stop yeah, yourself yeah. in the middle of a slide and it hurts your knees too because you yeah. like swing it over and uh. yeah and i feel like i hit my knees a lot too like if i bite on my toe edge mm-hmm. like it slams down on my oh, knees every true, time oh uh, that was the worst Man. but it's fun but so much fun yeah so much fun we love it <laughs> yeah there's nothing bad about it but the reason you don't see very many like 35 plus year olds snowboarding that's a good point because actually. It's, it's i feel like it's a young man's sport you know yeah young people's sport <laughs> no discrimination here. Do you lack confidence? Does the sun set in the west?
When I saw Wonder Woman the day after Christmas. No, it was Christmas Day. I saw Christmas Day. We did the $15 HBO Max thing. Yeah, we had that so, too. Yeah, it was fun. What did you think? I thought it was just good. It was fine. I know, yeah. M- Michelle and I, our consensus was that it was perfectly medium. Yes. That was what it came mm. out to be. I've been trying to like figure out if it's a medium movie because other DC movies have set my standards so low. Like, my expectations were so low. But at the same time, Wonder Woman numero uno was, like, really solid. I really enjoyed that movie. Good. It yeah. wrecked me. I was so sad after yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it was good. They, It was just well written. It was by far the best DC movie they've made since Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, True. I think. I agree. Which don't even seem like the same franchise because they're so good and i mean they're not the same like yeah cinematic universe totally. but it doesn't even seem like the same people made that movie those three movies because they're so much better I so agree. much oh don't even get me started on nolan again <laughs> <laughs> oh chris i showed i showed my sister dark knight for the first time okay she liked it a lot yeah Honestly, you can just watch the... Sorry, I know we're talking about Wonder Woman. But, right. like, The Dark Knight, you can just watch it, like, purely for work drama. You okay. know, like... Okay. My sister likes, um, like, Chicago Fire. Oh, show. okay. So, I, started, I watched a little bit with it. I'm like, okay. It's, like, interesting. Like, yeah. All these problems. Kind of procedural drama. But you kind of, like, thing. watch Dark Knight like, just for the drama of, like, the policemen and the politics. And, interesting. Like, how they all interact. Huh. So, there's so much of that in the movie. Yeah. It's really cool. But, anyways, yeah. Those movies are insane. But yeah, it's so I've been trying to figure out if the reason why this movie was decent to me is because Justice League and Batman vs Superman and Aquaman were such hot garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah, hot steaming poopy <laughs> garbage that makes you dry heave when you get too close. <laughs> they're just they're pretty they're just bad. Bad and like like Man of Steel, I I felt fine about when I first watched it, and I've kind of liked it less and less over time. I don't know. I, it's just like... Wonder Woman. The first one was really, really good. And like... Yeah. I was like really sad a couple yeah. of years after. Because of the whole Chris Pine? Yes. Blowing up. Guy. And she's like, no! Then she goes off and kills everyone. But I was like so sad about that. And then he brought him back. Right. Which is like, you know, not my favorite thing. No, we've talked about that. Yeah. But the way they did it, I was okay with it. I was like... Okay. All right. Like... Well, okay, spoiler alerts. Yeah, we're going to spoil this. it. I mean, it's been out for a couple weeks. It's not um, that good of a movie anyways, so <laughs> don't worry about it. Because <laughs> he's, like, he's back, but he's also not back. It's, like, yeah, fake. Yeah. Back. So, I'm, like, I don't know. The way they did it and everything, I was, like, okay, this is... Okay. It was, like, it was confusing at you first. Okay. But I was, like, okay, I'm okay with this. Because I felt, like, to me, it felt like they constructed the entire movie as an excuse to bring Chris Pine back for another movie. It felt like they... I kind of felt like that, Not necessarily all of it, but it just felt like they were like, okay, we've got this wishing stone that will develop into the main antagonist of the movie. Yeah. Right? And it seemed to me like they leaned into that because they knew that would allow them to bring back Chris Pine, and Chris Pine was such a headlining portion of the first movie. Yeah, totally. So it was was like fine. And I like Chris Pine as an actor. I think he's, He's he's solid, and he's like fun to watch. But I don't know. It's like they tried to take what was good from the first one and do it again, but they just couldn't make it work because they were leaning on that too hard. They were leaning on the Chris Pine, Gal Gadot. Like, I saw critics really liking it as a movie about loss and like getting over somebody. Totally. 
But I didn't catch that vibe for that much, you yeah. know? A little bit. And, like, a little hints here and you there. Yeah, like, there's, like, good concepts in it. Yeah. But I feel like some at some points, they're, like, trying too hard to get those points across. Yeah. And it wasn't as natural. I, don't know, I feel like someone was forced, and they, like, yeah. they tried to get these good concepts into it, but it wasn't totally cohesive. Yeah. It's like there were like parts where it's like teaching people or like saying these statements to make yeah. that like you know give more substance to the movie, but it didn't really like flow all together. Yeah, and it wasn't in any way. It didn't strike me as like a complex depiction of grief and loss. It was mostly just showing she's sad, and then she recognizes that she has to give him up in order to save mankind, which is kind of a classic superhero kind of dilemma. I yeah. feel like, and then she does. They don't even show that part. The part where she finally sends him away. They show. Uh, do they show him like disappearing? They kiss, and then she walks away. Okay. And he's like, Maybe I will I'm always love you, Diane. I was eating like, really good renounce. corn chowder during that part. So <laughs> Maybe I was on pain. <laughs> and then she's like, I renounced my wish. Uh, okay, and then she like runs was. super fast yeah, and then then jumps in the air and then rides lightning and flies. But yeah, it was like, I, I don't think that that's any better depiction of loss and grief than like Sesame Street, you know, <laughs> which sounds like a serious joke, but like Sesame Street, like they tackled death and loss in a couple of their episodes that have kind of set the industry standard. Yeah. Mr. Hooper, which I watched the episode a couple times, is like incredible when he passes away. I don't he, know too much about Sesame okay. Street. Okay, well, honest. he's like a shop owner on Sesame Street and he dies. And the Sesame Street producers decided instead of like writing him out of the show, they would just have him die in the show and have an episode where the characters are. Because basically all the characters in Sesame Street are children. Yeah. Like Big Bird is essentially like a four year old. And so they write about them understanding what death is and coming to terms with grief and loss and moving on. And like accepting sadness and not like trying to suppress it, but also finding joy and good things. When the, I don't know, it was really cool. it's really cool, and it's like a masterclass in handling death. And this movie seemed like you had a fifth grader watch that episode and then try and write their own movie about death and loss. And it's just a fifth like grader. I feel like this is a wow. fifth grader's take. It's like it's like she's sad. She gets an extra like yeah. six months with him, and then she has to send him away. And it's just like Gal Gadot is like a medium actress to me i think people mostly like her because she's of, beautiful because she's pretty yeah and she's cool she's like a like a cool person too, i think though. i think she yeah and that's the thing is she's not like bad but she's not like stellar to me either you know sure her like follow, emotional portrayal yeah. can be kind of flat to me sometimes but i think she makes a fun superhero to watch totally like totally. it's fun watching her go into these heroic situations and kick butt and whatever but. what did you think of kristen wig as the bad person as i don't even know what's her name the secondary the, the leopard person? yeah she's the secondary leopard woman <laughs> she's the she's subservient to the mandalorian they didn't give her a name in the movie you know the mandalorian is the bad guy right yeah yeah pedro pascal we were watching the whole time we were like that blew my mind actually i didn't like, realize so it until weird the end. yeah i was like oh it's that's mando and i was like he was Whoa. also kind of like a a b plus b minus performance i understood like his intentions a bit but i, I felt like i don't know it was just kind of I don't know, it was like, fine it was, it was fine, fine. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like there's nothing like i wasn't like oh, this, this is, that guy is amazing it wasn't it's like, like twilight first movie like where it's like this is bad acting you watch it and you think they're acting poorly uh-huh. but it wasn't like good either you're just like this is fine i don't know it was, yeah it was all just like but kristen wig i feel like she acted the best of the main characters in the movie mm-hmm. but i think they didn't use her enough like the writing for her didn't bring out because I think she's a really good character actress. Yeah. Obviously SNL, she's awesome, but that's a whole different like she's genre. So sick. She's really good at like, taking on, on the character. While, to be honest, <laughs> right? And then it moved on to 
uh, Melissa Villasenor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked to me about that before. But like, I love Kristen Wiig in general. I just felt like, I don't know, She's especially cool. the ending, like the third act of the movie, they wrote her so flat. You know what I mean? She I was agree. just evil and mean. And that's kind of the point is like the stone it was, was kind taking of, I away know, her humanity. That part too, it was kind of like weird to see. I feel like she kind of felt uncomfortable with some of her lines. Yeah. It's an, Oh, it's flow. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of the classic Achilles heel of these DC movies is they just don't write well. Like the dialogue is just mm. clunky sometimes, and like Marvel, for all of their issues, they've kind of slipped into the steady rhythm of this really good writing pattern of like serious drama with like solid comedic punchlines mixed totally. in. Yeah, but like the dialogue feels natural, even though there's some corny laughs here and there. It feels super natural, actually. Yeah, but DC, they just like I feel like they just haven't it out it just doesn't flow and so someone like Kristen Wiig who I feel like could have delivered a really solid performance ended up kind of just kind of middling to me Hmm. yeah I follow that yeah and the main bad guy the Mandalorian dude I think he did like a a good job acting it yeah but like for me was at the end I just realized that there was no fight scene. Yeah, no, there was no confrontation, no They climax. were talking. And, like, yes, like, Wonder Woman said good things. Yeah. And then, like, okay, like, you learned good lessons from it. But, like, there was no action between him and her. Yeah, I was like, come on. And it was interesting, too. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was good to have a movie focused in on this whole good moral of, like... The basically the conflict is resolved by having the whole world become self act selfless and renounce their wishes or whatever. Yeah. But it just felt like they were trying so hard to push to that kind of corny resolution that you, like they they pulled out like a a really intense exciting villain like hero confrontation yeah. at the end. You know, it's like you the people, we the people. Can yeah, we this. can all. Yeah. Which felt like a a PBS like extended special kids movie. You know what I mean? I don't know, like Rescue Heroes movie. You've seen that movie? <laughs> Rescue Heroes, dude. Rescue that's a Heroes. big throwback. Yeah, that's like Dang. my whole childhood throwback. My mom did let me watch that actually. Wait, just kidding. Wait, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, I can't even think of a bad thing in that one. <laughs> Normally, I could think of a bad thing, but no, yeah. But just kind of like, yeah. At the end, we need to all come together as a whole it's world. Like a feel to good fight. thing. Yeah, which is fine, and that's not a bad thing. But they didn't do it punch. well. It's yeah. Explosions. At the end of the action movies, you're always expecting like a big fight scene. And there was a like superhero movie. The fight scene with her and Kristen Wiig. And it was like, it was fine. It felt like you were being led towards the bigger confrontation. Exactly. Like the yeah. whole time you know, like, okay, after this, she's going to have to go into the building and face exactly, the Mandalorian. Exactly. Yeah. And then she somehow can't reach him because there's too much power. Yeah, too in much the swirly air. paper air <laughs> stuff floating like, around. You need to renounce your wish. Yeah. Like, and he's like, okay. <laughs> End movie. <laughs> Credits roll. Okay, best acting performance in the movie actually is Alistair. The Mandalorian's little son. Oh, yeah. That kid, honestly, felt a little bit teary early on in the movie when he overhears his dad um, negotiating, like, the sketchy Mm. deal. And then it just has this extended shot of him, like, tears welling up in his eyes. Yeah. And I was just like, my My boy, my poor kid. Yeah, I mean, like, that's such a heartbreaking moment. He did a great job. Best five-year-old actor in the market. Pretty good job. Yeah. Pretty good job. Proud of him. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, the movie overall, it's fine. Yeah, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably say it's a six out of nine and a half. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I really had a hard time finding that second number. (laughs) 
Did you watch Soul? I did. I liked Soul a lot. Really? I thought it was really good. Yeah. I got slightly teary-eyed, but I didn't mm. cry. But it was really good. It was pretty good. I, I think I maybe I set my expectations too high for it. I'm here. I am complaining about another movie. someday we'll talk more about a movie that I like. It was pretty good though. I, I liked it more than Wonder Woman. For I sure. think I, I think maybe I expected it to exceed Inside Out mm-hmm. because I really like jazz and I really like kind of that scene and I kind of hope that they would delve into that more. They didn't really talk too much about jazz. Yeah, I, the was, trailer made it seem like that would be more a part of the whole movie, but it was just yeah, kind of a part. I was of, in the same boat. Yeah, I also like jazz. I didn't really know that you like jazz. Yeah, I knew it like a little bit, but yeah, I got, I got. I mean, I don't listen to it a ton, but I got more into it when I. <laughs> played jazz like a 13 year old so sweet i played yeah, i played trumpet cool. no biggie jazz is coming back i mean ever since ryan gosling saved jazz okay, like, it's been a big ever since hit. he resurrected the <laughs> it's true though la la land that uh, movie rules they but, saved jazz but the problem is with kimye breaking up is the Dude, whole is the whole music industry stop. headed down the tubes honestly i'm like really sad is there <laughs> anything left, left to salvage <laughs> i know i i thought it was kind of cool this year i can't say i'm a huge kardashian fan but it was cool reading kim's comments about his like bipolar disorder and yeah. her being supportive because he's had some pretty tough episodes this year with that on the internet and kind of outbursts and for things. sure and she's been sure. like really supportive i was kind of impressed at the depth of emotional intelligence she was showing but i guess it's all toast now and i don't know what's going the on speculation between the speculation yeah it's true they're not confirmed divorce but i'm like very i don't know i feel like i'm a kanye fan yeah and i feel like to see like two very famous celebrities get married and have like a beautiful family their kids are super cute yeah for this long it's been a while yeah and um like 10 years has it been that long maybe not that long i think around eight maybe, yeah maybe yeah. more but um it's nice to see like an actual family and like yeah. them stick together and like, work through it and like we get insights into their struggles through like yeah. their tv show which i don't watch but yeah and like kanye's like we know kanye's right, moments right you know and it's cool to see them work through it and so it's like i don't know it's been kind of a little hopeful for me it's nice yeah. to see people work it out like they're not moral role models by any means but it is cool to just to see people in contemporary pop culture like build a family together yeah you know it's way it's admirable and it's nice to see yeah. especially when like divorce is so common and so prevalent yeah. Yeah. today or kim's divorce her marriage that was like 112 days that happened before <laughs> she got married to kanye it didn't bode well for her next marriage as <laughs> is all i'm saying so it's like cool to see that it like it can yeah be yeah anyways yeah all jazz okay. and music in general might be dead <laughs> after that that's all i'm saying we need ryan gosling again <laughs> <laughs> we need him back <laughs> La La Land 2 Mm-mm-mm. The Return to the Observatory So here we stand on the precipice of our destinies. Whoa. I don't think I've ever heard that word before. Precipice? Yeah. Well, good start to a year for you, I guess. You're so new, exquisite. New year, new word. And by a precipice of eternity, I mean beginning of 2021. Or as social media would have me believe, the end of all of our problems. <laughs> it seems like people seem to be under the impression that COVID's gone now, that it's not 2020 yeah, anymore. Until the recent, you know, anyways. Shenanigans <laughs> that have happened last week recent events i mean i would make a plug i'm not gonna take a political stance here but 
I would encourage all those listening to fact check all the information you acquire on the internet. There's like a lot of hot garbage flying around right now about what's happening in the Capitol and presidential election stuff. And just Wild. get, just fact check everything. Like, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's such a solve to the burning pains of political conflict in our country is if people would just work harder to find the facts, then um, a lot of problems would be solved because you wouldn't have to rely on what people tell you uh, as much, you know? So that's all. That's my plug. Anyways. Love. Yep. Peace. Unity. <laughs> we will all hold socially distant hands and sing the world. Kumbaya. But speaking of Kumbaya, there's a lot of good movies coming out this year. At least that's what we thought this year, this past year. <laughs> and boy, were we wrong. True. Well, there were good True. movies this year. but So I, I've been kind of skimming the uh, projected movie releases for this upcoming 2021. And there are a few that I am very excited for. Unfortunately, those are a couple movies that I was also very excited for to come out in 2020. <laughs> and boy, was I disappointed when they got delayed by 100 years. So yeah, I feel that. What it, what is it that's got your your heartstrings a quivering when you think of my heartstrings, movies, TV, media, music, whatever? What I am very excited for is um, the French Dispatch, which I don't know if I'll be able to watch or not. But <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we watched, I was excited for the trailer, and then it opens up the trailer with, is amazing yeah it the is trailer really cool. is so good but then it is warning graphic nudity i was like oh yeah so Yikers. well let's see um what is it? so give me the gist of the french dish pass the way the french dish pass <laughs> french dispatch the way you understand that um i watched the trailer and it looks way good so it's hard well they didn't give too much of the plot away, but there's yeah. like three chapters, three storylines into right. one. Which is kind of a, a format that Wes Anderson has used before, yes. kind of separating yes. the acts of his film. But there's like so much going on, and I don't really know. But it looks amazing. Like the trailer is just incredible. Like just watch the trailer, it looks super good. Yeah, it is like the color theory in the trailer alone is oh incredible. My gosh. It is so Wes Anderson impressive. and his colors are like yeah. always on yeah, point. Yeah, he's so deliberate. And he's, I mean, it's not just that he's deliberate in his use of color theory, but it's that he's a good storyteller. And so he can deliberately involve color theory into his really good storytelling, which is what makes it good. Yeah. So and there exciting. were some shots just in the trailer alone where I was like, that's beautiful. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. So I'm just like, I yeah. really want to watch it's it. It's hard to dislike a movie with Bill Murray, man. That guy's a <laughs> gift to mankind. Apparently, I don't know how much he's going to be in the movie. Because the trailer made him look like the He's main like the head honcho. Yeah. But he only shot for like one or two days maybe three really so i don't know if he was like super quick and got it yeah, in yeah yeah he's always a central figure in yeah his, his work when does that movie come out it's looking like it's projected to be late 2021 so yeah I don't know it, was, it was gonna be january 21st of oh, this year oh of like 2020 back of 2021 oh so like in two weeks but they pushed it yeah back. Oh, now it's pushed back again well, so yeah. speaking of delayed movies so there's a bunch i'm excited for this year the first one though probably my top two movies i'm most excited for this year is a quiet place part two yes i'm i love the first movie so good i'm not a huge scary movie guy i don't know i mostly just like movies where the writing is good and i feel like with a lot of scary movies they lean so hard onto the jump scares and the horror part of it that they forget to write a good story for example the visit (laughs) 
is a painful movie to watch because you get some jump scares and like it's it's fun in that like you're scared if that's what you're into but it's not fun in that it's a good movie i don't know it's just dumb yeah so a quiet place one was a good movie so good such like an interesting premise that has since been spun off in like 12 different ways <laughs> at sandra bullock and netflix and john krasinski is just like a solid filmmaker he wrote it right yeah yeah and i think he directed he as well he did a really good yeah he did i love that movie it was cool to see the portrayal of the family roles in like the most extreme kind of way yeah the most most extreme circumstances possible it. yeah it's, it's such a good movie yeah and the trailer for the yeah. sequel looks so interesting so kind of gives us a peek into more of this like dystopian monster mm. world and uh, i'm just excited based on the trailer my understanding is that it'll be like before and after yeah yeah I kind of just want them to do one just, like, strictly before, uh, like, a prequel and then yeah. a sequel. That's, like, yeah. that's what I want personally. But, like, I'm curious. I know he'll do a good job, but, like, I really hope they, like, yeah. do, a, like, a good job. Yeah. Them. It'll be good. I Emily Blunt's an awesome actress. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this after watching the trailer, but reading about it this morning, Cillian Murphy's going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in a ton of stuff. I mean, he hasn't done a ton of movies that are in my sphere, and a lot of them are more graphic than I would watch. But just his work in Batman Begins was so good. Like, he, he holds the sick. tension in a moment so That's impressively true, as true. a villain. Like, he just draws it out. Oh, it's so good. Inception. So, Inception, yeah, so good in Inception. He should be way good in this. One thing I'm really excited for is the new James Bond. Yeah, it might be the last Daniel Craig, right? It is the last Daniel Craig. Is it for sure confirmed to be his last one? Yep. Oh, man, rip in peace. And Ana de Armas is in it. Oh, yeah, she's solid. She's beautiful, and I have a crush on her. (laughs) And And she's just like, I don't know, we watched Knives Out again a couple weeks ago. That movie's amazing. Yeah, she's so fun. I haven't seen her do anything else, so I don't know that I can speak holistically about her acting abilities, but like, she was solid in the movie. really solid. I guess she was with Daniel Craig in that movie, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, which is like cool to see them in this one because they already have a relationship. Yeah, but her as a Bond girl and him as James Bond is a very different dynamic than him <laughs> as um, Detective LeBlanc in Knives Out. Daniel Craig killed it in that movie, okay. by the way. And I was honest, so impressed. So this summer, my wife and I binged probably 100,000 movies in a row <laughs> because, I think, I think you know. Most everyone did. But some of those movies were all of the Daniel Craig but James Bond movies we watched mm-hmm. um, over a course of a couple weeks in, I think, August. And you finish those movies, and I can't say they instill you with a serious trust in Daniel Craig's acting abilities. And I don't think it's his fault. It's just that James Bond is a very can be a very two-dimensional character. It's an action movie. Yeah, and I mean, James Bond, the way he was written in the books um, by Ian Fleming, if I remember right, he's he's very much just an alcoholic chain smoker who treats women like objects and fights bad guys. That's essentially the way he acts in the books. Cool. Yeah, I read, <laughs> I read a couple of those books in like eighth grade. It was, <laughs> it was a weird time to read those kind of books. And so the filmmakers, you can see, especially in the newer Daniel Craig movies, they try and bring out more humanity in him more backstory making him more complex a little bit less misogynistic yeah um than he was in maybe some of the older james bond movies so then seeing knives out and seeing daniel craig's acting range like swing way the other way he's got this southern accent he's hilarious but like serious i don't know so good so makes me excited for this upcoming final james bond installment yeah i'm pumped yeah really good 
Atlanta season three and four are also supposed to come out. Oh, really? I didn't know that Donald Glover said it's going to be like the best thing TV has ever seen. Okay. And so, he's an unbiased opinion about that, right? Super unbiased. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess No, that, but it's real, though. Hype. That sounds exciting. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I watched the trailer. The new Ghostbusters movie comes out this summer. Oh, with your favorite your with favorite person ever. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I, he's grown on me, to be honest. Really? That's good. I think he, maybe he's grown on me because this Ghostbusters looks way better than the I agree. Um, remake they did last mm-hmm. year. Which is unfortunate because... The all they, female cast they went all female, and I don't think it's bad because it's all female. The the actresses, yeah, they for killed it, it. Are like awesome. Yeah, they just made a bad movie, and it's unfortunate that it had to be the all female cast. Yeah. So, anyways, this movie seems so much more interesting because it's a whole different take on it. Yeah, it looks it's like good. a mom and her kids, and they haunted things are happening. It seems more serious, but yeah, it seems way good. So, this has kind of turned me on Finn Wolfhard a little bit. <laughs> have you? Okay, speaking of Daniel Craig, actually, have you seen Murder on the Orient Express, which does not have no, Daniel Craig in it at I all? Want I don't know. To watch it really bad. Yeah. So this last this year, I've been trying to kind of get into Agatha Christie books. I've only read a couple. She. Yeah. Do you know who Agatha Christie is? Uh, author yes it's all good <laughs> she's kind of the like master mystery author of all time okay i don't know like she has her version of sherlock holmes which is hercule poirot which that's okay. the worst french pronunciation i've probably ever given <laughs> but that's what murder on the orient express is is hercule poirot solving oh, cool. mystery but yeah she has a bunch of mystery names that you'd probably recognize but they haven't been adapted because they were shorter and maybe not as like movieable mm. as Sherlock Holmes movieable like, like and, and and then there were none is one oh um, she wrote that yeah that book is super good yeah she wrote like I love that 70 book. mystery novels like she saw it. I have like six Dang. on the shelf right there that book is so good yeah she kills it so anyways I think there are like 22 books about her cool part her her what <laughs> that guy you heard your what but um, Murder on the Orient Express is probably the most famous. That movie was fire. We watched it last year. When did it come out? I, I think it maybe 2017, I want to say, or 2018. Right. It's not super old. I need to watch it. But Ken, Kenneth Branagh is, like, such a good actor. He plays Hercule Poirot. He's also... Um, Gilroy Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, he plays Gilderoy Lockhart. Okay. He He's kind of a famous Shakespearean actor, too. He's done some yes. famous... Yes, you were okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ken, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's just a super talented actor cool and so he plays Hercule Poirot he's solid so I just saw the trailer for this last week when I went and saw News of the World for Death on the Nile which comes out in September this sequel they started production on it I want to say right after the first one came it's out. a sequel to to Murder on the Orient Express oh cool. yeah so it's another murder mystery it's got a bunch of big names it's got Gal Gadot in it and more people yes. whose names I don't remember I wonder if Knives Out like the success that it had if it's kind of opened the door like hey we can do more murder mysteries yeah people like it yeah and Knives Out was so good to me because it's like they took a lot of Agatha Christie tropes because she kind of established a lot of murder mystery tropes yeah 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 and then they could subvert them and flip them because we kind of come to expect certain things Mm. from murder mysteries and so like they can subvert that and then do it differently so yeah anyways I'm super psyched for that it's gonna be way good cool Kenneth Branagh is so good he does a very good Hamlet if you're ever looking for Hamlet. Oh, you knew just what I wanted. You knew. So I, know, I know you watch. need a late night on a Saturday just feeling sad and lonely. I need a Hamlet right now. <laughs> That's what I need. Ham. Oh, Dune. I was going to say, yeah, that Dune is probably the movie I'm most excited yeah, for this year. I'm pretty hyped. Well, and Spider-Man 3. Okay, yeah. 
but yeah i'm i'm stoked for dune yeah and we need to watch the 80s one i know still. so spider-man's but. probably the movie i'm most excited for as far as like franchise yes but dune just looks all around dune looks good. sick i think they're gonna do a really good job yeah because it was supposed to come out in like june of 2020 oh um, and then they pushed it to october and then they pushed it a full year i didn't know that yeah, maybe I'm misremembering that with all the chaos of this year. I didn't see the trailer until I saw Tenet. So it was like last... Oh, really? September, October. Uh, and then they released... There's like the, the trailer like that you actually saw. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, the trailer trailer. You know, the teaser. The, the real trailer. Yeah. Um. So that's that's like the earliest I remember. Because they had a teaser clip that had images of Timothy Chalamet, Jason Momoa, and Oscar Isaac. Okay. That I saw like early 2020, like pre-pandemic times back when the grass was green and we could breathe outside and we held hands and sang together whoa yeah really taking me back seems like that never happened but it did <laughs> it did sure grandma Let's but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but since we've seen that trailer i've read the full dune trilogy which is kind of a trilogy there's actually like 15 books but Sheesh. i've read one two and three and i'm just so psyched for it they the, apparently according to like sci-fi experts the 1980 something adaptation was really bad (laughs) which we haven't watched it yet let's watch it yeah and then there was another adaptation coming in the mid 90s that everyone was really excited for (laughs) and then it fell through got caught in development hell and didn't get produced but they made two movies about the production of the one that didn't happen because people were so excited about it which is wild to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So apparently this guy is kind of falling in the middle where he's not going to be as like avant-garde as that 90s director was going to be because he was going to take some pretty intense takes on it. Okay. But he's not going to be bad, hopefully. Okay. Like the 1980s. So, I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I am torn because I think Jason Momoa is a really sucky actor, to be honest. Cool um, guy. Yeah. Like, I don't, not to like insult him personally, but I just don't <laughs> think he does a good job. Like, I just, he's just not like that well, interesting to me. I think you've only really seen him in Aquaman. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of, that, obviously. Maybe, I did but. see him in uh, C, which is an Apple TV show. Oh. Which we only made three episodes into because then they had like a really graphic sex scene and we're like, meh. Interesting. No bueno. <laughs> But he was, like, the same in that. That's the thing, is he was, like, the okay. same he guy. He kind of plays himself. He was really funny in that one uh, insurance ad where he, like, pulls off his muscles. Yeah. It's so his gross. His, his, he feels so uncomfortable. His cinematic peak. <laughs> but anyways, he's, like, meant to me. Oscar Isaac is way good. He plays Poe Dameron in the new Star Wars movies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Poe. The oh, pilot guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. plays Paul's dad in Dune. The Duke. Oh, yeah, Paul. I know you haven't... <laughs> Paul's the main character, played by Timothy Chalamet. Okay. I know you haven't read it, but his Tim's dad, dad, the Duke Leto, is played by Oscar Isaac. And then so Paul is Timothy Chalamet, and they're both fire actors. And Oscar Isaac looks really sick with a gray beard <laughs> in the trailer, so... Timothy Chalamet, he's a really good actor. He's talented, I'm like yeah. very impressed by him. So hopefully these movies will redeem a crappy year. Also, Stranger Things Season 4 oh, is supposed to come shoot. out this fall, so... Okay, that actually might be the thing I'm most excited for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's... That's the of all these things. That's the one I would like stay up till midnight and like immediately stream to watch. I'm, I'm psyched I'm for it. I'm for Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh man. And it, and it might be the last season because after this season, all the actors. I, this is me speculating. I'm not. I haven't read anything about this. But by the time the season's over, the actors won't look like teenagers anymore. Like already, some point. of them it's look like, like they're like 21. <laughs> yeah. So unless they do kind of a large time leap, which they very well could, I wonder if they'll try and wrap it up here. 
Interesting. Knowing Netflix, they won't because Netflix is not one to take a cash cow out to the barn and put it to sleep. Take it to a farm upstate. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so for sure, they, they, they're not known for uh, canceling a TV show while it's still making them enormous amounts of money, yeah. even if narratively it's. And the also, right idea. they also have like a lot of characters that are supposed to be in high school, but like they're super old. Yeah, yeah, they don't or care. Not super old, but yeah, older. Hashtag tell the boys I love before. <laughs> People are forty in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the movie you were probably thinking of. I bet. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2021. It's our year. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Opinions That No One Asked For or Atnof. Atnof is hosted by me, McKay Menden, and Jordan Siderud, and I did the editing. Original music for this week's episode was done by Tyson Siderud. If you like the podcast, I would personally implore you to tell someone about it. It would mean a lot to us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you do and you come to my house, I will hand make you a loaf of bread and feed it to you one piece at a time. Wow. Also, don't forget to check us out on atnof.com. We'll see you next week.